Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website, hitthatline.com, for all types of great interviews, podcasts, videos, articles, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Conference championship weekend has come to a close, and we know what the postseason is looking like, at least for the college football playoff. We're going to talk about that, as well as get into some more coaching carousel talk the Arkansas Razorback basketball team putting up a monster offensive performance against Florida International and a lot more but first we will start with the college football playoff your four teams have been announced you ready for it Alabama they are the number one seed after defeating Georgia in a very close battle closer than what the experts thought in the SEC title game but Alabama your number one seed they will be facing the number four seed Oklahoma, after they took care of business against Texas in the revenge game in the Big 12 title, they are moving on to the college football playoff. And then in your two and three seed game, you have Clemson and Notre Dame. Two teams, at least for Notre Dame, everyone knew that they were going to be in because they didn't have a game this past weekend. But Clemson took care of business against Pitt. And now they are moving on into the college football playoff. Now, when you look at this list, and I'm sure a lot of you are this way, You don't have a problem with it. It's not like anybody can just point out and say, well, this team didn't deserve to get in. Because, honestly, the top three teams for sure all deserve to get in. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. Every one of them. I don't think you can make a legitimate argument for why any of those teams could not make it into the playoff. At all. And then with Oklahoma, even as the four seed, they only had one loss in a rivalry game to Texas by a field goal. That's their only loss this year. Now, they can't stop anybody defensively, but they don't look at it defensively. They look about it by wins and who you've beaten. And I think Oklahoma has definitely done a good job of taking care of business in that regard. Because what other team can you legitimately make an argument for deserving to be in the college football playoff, at least under the format of which it is? Ohio State? I mean, they beat Northwestern, but barely. And their one loss was getting smoked by Purdue, which was a middle-of-the-pack average Big Ten team. So they didn't really deserve to get in. So who else? No one. People kept making arguments for Georgia to put them in, even though they barely lost to Alabama, which I really don't totally get. But people felt like that should be the case. Because here's the thing also about the college football playoff. Nobody really understands the setup of it all and what it's supposed to be. It's not the teams that necessarily deserve to be in the college football playoff. At least that's not the original statement made when the college football playoff came into effect. It was all about getting the best four teams. The best four. Regardless of what they've done, what conference they're from, who their head coach is, what type of player they have, just the best teams In college football, the top four. And so now that it has been announced of which teams will be going, it makes you wonder, okay, is Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, are those four teams the best four teams in all of college football? I'd be hard-pressed to say no. I, I I don't see how anyone could argue with it. So now that that's the case and that's happened, I don't think it's going to be begging for any type of expansion going forward in the college football playoff. I still think it needs to happen. I think we all agree 
that it needs to happen. But it's not going to happen at least this season and maybe in the next few years to come because there was no controversy this year. Now, if Georgia would have beaten Alabama, which looked like it was going to happen there for a second, but if Georgia would have beaten Alabama, Georgia would have gotten in, Alabama would have had to have gotten in as well, then Notre Dame and Clemson both would have been in, so you would have had two SEC teams, an ACC team, and an independent, and then people would have been screaming all over the place for a playoff. And they would probably have legitimate justification for wanting that. I don't think anyone would make that argument either. But it's such a a weird time in college football to where we had moved on from the BCS era, which BCS era had its drama, no doubt. But there were times that you felt like, at least in some years, not all the years, but in some years that the best team didn't play for the national title or the best team didn't get a chance to play for the national title. You think about Auburn back in 2004. People felt like they were undefeated in the SEC, won the SEC title game. They were undefeated 13-0. And they didn't get a chance to play for the title. Instead, USC and Oklahoma played each other, and Oklahoma absolutely got blitzkrieged by USC that year. So that year, people felt like that team should have been in. So there's examples of it all, and I'm sure that there's going to be examples at some point in time in the college football playoff that will leave out teams that feel like they have a worthy case and a justifiable case of getting into the playoff. And it's not going to happen. It's going to scream for expansion. It just frustrates me. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know exactly how I feel about it. It just frustrates me that we in college football, and and college football is my favorite sport to watch. I'm sure most of you listening to this podcast, it's your favorite sports to watch. But how can we have such a broken system in postseason play? I mean, how is that possible? The NFL's got it down, Pat. The high school level in football's got it down. Why can't college football? The NBA has their postseason down. College basketball has their postseason down. College baseball. I mean, everybody has their postseason down pat. Nobody complains. There's never any controversy, at least as far as the teams getting in. You never have those problems. But in college football, it is so resistant to giving chances and to making this any different than or rocking the boat of what it is now. And, and it's frustrating to watch because, folks, I'm not saying that there's, te- that there's any other teams that – are worthy of being in the top four. But there's teams that I'd like to see get a shot. I'd like to see Ohio State in the playoff just to see what they can do. I'd like to see them in the playoff. I'd like to see both Michigan and Georgia in the playoff. I would. I think that they would be at least in the conversation of being one of the best teams. I'd like to see that. I'd like to match up. Just imagine if you had an 18 playoff. And then Alabama, in their first-round game, plays Michigan. Or plays Washington State. Or UCF, or something like that. There'd be drama in that. Oklahoma would then play Ohio State. That'd be the best first-round matchup ever. Then you'd have Clemson play Michigan. What?! Notre Dame played Georgia. Holy crap. I mean, you would just have so many great games and so many great matchups, and it's all going to be great for weeks. 
more college football, more college football games, more marquee matchups. That's what it's all about. That's what makes it fun. But sadly, I don't think we'll ever have that. I don't think it'll ever come to fruition. And it's sad. But this year, this year alone, I don't think there's any major controversy. I think the committee got it right. They got it right in the regard of getting the teams that deserve to get in based on the system in place. But are these the four best teams in college football? Can you legitimately tell yourself that these are the four best teams that you have seen play all year long? Time will tell. But I guess if we get into it and we see Blowout City in the college football playoff, probably going to know that maybe it wasn't the brightest and best and wisest choice to have these four teams. But hey, now that the four teams are in the playoff and bowl season's starting to go on, you know, you're going to have a lot of free time during the holiday season to watch some football. And if you're going to watch it, Sling TV is the best and only way to watch it. $30 a month, you get ESPN Networks, Pac-12 Networks, SEC Network, and so much more. And you can stream it on your big screen and as well as your favorite mobile devices. It gives you the live TV you love only better because there's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. Here's a special offer for all you Locked On listeners. Go to Sling TV. And check out the seven-day free trial. Sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go to that website. You get a free seven-day trial. Give it a shot. See how much you'll love it. Because with the bowl games going on and you want to be at work and watching these games, that's the only way to do it is through Sling TV. So go over there again. Sling.com slash locked on. S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Try it out. Tell me what you think. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You're going to switch it up a little bit and talk about the basketball team. Now, we've mentioned them a little bit. They're sitting at 5-1 and one right now, and I'd say that's safe. It's a pretty good record, all things considered. You know, I mean, they're 5-0 and oh at home. Their only loss was to Texas. They're doing some good things, but... They played Florida International, which is a very talented team, a very high-scoring team. They're averaging about 93 points a game. And so you knew that they were going to run it up and down all around. But Arkansas took care of business in a major way because of all that offensive firepower that FIU may have. Arkansas was able to counteract it with their offensive firepower. Arkansas wins 121-89. to and it was really based on the great performances by Daniel Gafford. Of course, 23 points, 12 rebounds. Not bad. Then you had Jalen Harris, 19 points. Then you had Jalen Harris, 9 points, 10 assists, only one turnover. Then, of course, you had Mason Jones, add in 19 points and 10 rebounds. But the big performance was by freshman Isaiah Joe 34 points, 10 of 13 from three-point land. Does not get any sweeter than that if you're a Razorback fan. You just love to see it. You love to see that. And Arkansas gets the big victory and is uh, doing really well so far here in the non-conference. Now, they have a big non-conference game 
coming up this week against Colorado State on the road. Now, Colorado State's not that great of a team, but we'll see how Arkansas can do. Because anytime you play a road game, especially where Colorado State's going to be packing out their arena for a game like this, it's going to be a big one. But I'm telling you, Arkansas and Mike Anderson have adjusted to what basketball is and what it is to become with the way that they are playing right now and the type of team that they have. You look at the NBA. What is it all about in the NBA? Honestly, what is it all about? Three-pointers and dunks. That's it. And that's exactly what Arkansas is trying to replicate. They have dunks from Daniel Gafford with that inside presence, and they have solid to great three-point shooting, especially when you add Isaiah Joe. Mason Jones does his own thing, too, from three-point land. They have a couple other guys that can step up and hit some shots. But that's essentially what it's all about. And Arkansas is doing that. And that alone, I think, is enough, building enough, at least, excitement for what this team can do this year. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're making it to the NCAA tournament, but can they be a bubble team? Sure. Why can't they be? Look at the makeup. Look at how this team passes. Look at how they look for each other. There's no ISO ball going on with this team right now. And that, if anything, gets you pumped up. It gets you excited. It makes you think that this team can really cause some problems for other teams in the SEC. Maybe get some wins they're not supposed to. And what's also crazy is that they are one of the youngest teams in all of college basketball. True statement. You look at the other teams across the country, they're only one of, I think they're one of 11 teams, as the graphic said. One of 11 teams that have no sophomores, or excuse me, no seniors and no juniors. No upperclassmen. That's what this basketball team has. And that's what can be scary, but that's also what can be excited about the potential of where this team is at and what they could be. If Daniel Gafford can continue to improve on himself like he has been, if you can get this solid shooting from Isaiah Joe game in and game out, I'm not saying he's going to make 10 three-pointers every game, but can you count on him to make four or five? Sure, why not? If you can get the great assist by Jalen Harris and how he doesn't turn the ball over that much at all, if you can get just the overall overall solid play from Mason Jones, the JUCO player, and what he's been able to add into, and get some guys off the bench, whether it's Reggie Chaney, whether it's Desi Seals, maybe it's Embry Simpson, Jordan Phillips, whoever it is, get solid play from all those guys. Just think about the potential that this team and this program can have under Mike Anderson this season. And if that ends up being the case, where Arkansas does make the NCAA tournament somehow, some way, Mike Anderson deserves coach of the year, without a doubt. I, I, I mean, I think that it could be that level of improvement and that level of excitement that he could have, not only for the program, but how good it could be under him going forward. I think it's an exciting time to be a Razorback basketball fan. And I really like what I'm seeing from Mike Anderson here in the early going with this team. Time will tell. Again, they got some a few more non-conference games. The SEC schedule is going to be brutal because here's the toughest thing about it. Arkansas's toughest games in conference are on the road. They go to Tennessee. They go to Auburn. And they go to Kentucky. 
there's no return trips home for those teams. So that's really unfortunate. So the best teams that you're going to be able to play this year are going to be on the road. Now, it's not to say you won't play some quality opponents at home, like a South Carolina, for instance, or a Texas A&M. I know they're not great, but they'll still be. We saw LSU is another team that you got uh, coming to uh, Fayetteville. Mississippi State's another one that could be really good. So you do have some decent games, but just not the games and not to the level that you were hoping for when it comes to basketball. I think we all need to agree that Arkansas needs to start playing Kentucky every single year. Twice. Not just once, but twice. Do a home and home. That needs to happen quick, fast, and in a hurry. We'll see if it ever happens. But kudos to the Razorback basketball team and how great they are starting and how great they could end up being when this season is all said and done. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Uh, you, we all knew that there would be some players transferring out of the Razorback football program, and there has been another one, a very key one, and that is Cole Kelly. He announces via Twitter that he will be transferring out of Arkansas, and this is what his statement had to say. Quote, this was one of the toughest decisions I have ever had to make, and through great difficulty, I have decided that I will be transferring from the University of Arkansas. After talking with my family, friends, and my coaches, I feel it is in my best interest that I move on from this university. Arkansas has always will always hold a special place in my heart, and I have made some really special friends here, and I love all my brothers that I went to work with every day. I will always love the Razorbacks, and I hope nothing but the best for my brothers in the future. Woo pig, Cole Kelly. So there you have it. Cole Kelly is moving on from the Razorbacks. Again, not surprising. uh, Not anything that's really just blowing people's minds as far as he's wanting to move on. But I do believe that they are trying – they are weeding out not only players that don't want to be a part of the program, but weeding out players that won't be a good fit. I don't think Cole Kelly had had a problem with any of the coaches. I don't think it was a rift of buying in or anything like that. I I just don't believe that. It's about style, and it's about philosophy, and it's about what – they need from a quarterback and Cole Kelly's not it he's just not in a six foot seven 270 pound frame they don't have room for that or have any need for that in a Chad Morris offense so I'm sure that this was one of those decisions where the coaches came to Cole Kelly and said hey man we love you we love what you've done for us but we're going to take this into a different direction and that's totally fine totally understandable totally get it so that's about what I expect from out of uh, this program and about out of Cole Kelly. So we'll see where he ends up. He may go back home to Louisiana. may try that out. may see if there's a smaller school there that needs a quarterback. I think he'll end up somewhere. Anytime you can go to a program and have SEC experience, can hey, listen, he's the only one that's won an SEC game as a starter this season. So anytime you can have that scenario play out, at least that's worth something and somebody giving a look to. But uh, either way... That's about where they're at right now, and all it hinges on is Cole Ke- and excuse me, Kelly Bryant's decision. Kelly Bryant's decision coming on Tuesday. Where will he go? Will it be Arkansas? I don't know. No one's feeling good about it. No one's feeling good about it. We'll see though. Think crazier things happen, right? Chad Morris has been able to get some great recruits, right? Will Ch- Will Kelly Bryant be the next one? I don't know. 
I'm not leaning towards that way right now. But, again, things can happen. Things can change, and we'll see where it plays out, and we'll see how excited Razorback fans are going to be on tomorrow when the decision is made by Kelly Bryant. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. We're also on Spotify. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.